This podcast is brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton. Very excited to welcome our next guest to the program. This is Jessica Mashkevich, founder and, listen to this, wait for it, chief comfort officer of Kona Benelli, creator of the Throby. Hi, Jessica. Hi, how are you? I'm doing very well. Thanks for coming on uh, the program. When, when did you actually start Kona Benelli? Am I saying this uh, right, Jessica? Kona Benelli? Yes. Okay. Yes. When did you start? This Kona is the Benelli company. Was, that was when I uh, created the bathrobe. So that was in 2010. Okay. And Kona is my golden retriever. Oh. Ben is my son. And Ellie is my daughter. Wow. So, there you have it. That's fantastic. Kona Benelli. Yes. That's awesome, Kona Benelli. And so this is this was the company that you created when you launched Omni Robe in 2010. Yep. And then you pivoted. You so tell us a little bit about the how you decided to to take this next step. Um, the next step was all of my inventory of the robe was done, and still being very high to, high cost to manufacture, it was it wasn't a product that that can be offered out to men, women, children of all ages. It was a very niche product. So I decided to change direction. Mm-hmm. And there was another product that I had on the back burner, which is, and now is, the Throby. The Throby. Wow. The Throby. The Throby. And, and, is, how, and what, what, what was the process of, of finding that pain point? Tell us a little bit about that story, Jessica. <laughs> <laughs> the process of that was standing outside at my son's baseball game, and everyone has like this tiny blanket that they were able to retrieve from the back of their car Mm -hmm. and they wrap it around themselves Mm -hmm. trying not to freeze to death Mm -hmm. out in the wind Mm -hmm. at the field Mm -hmm. and everyone's got like they're clutching their blanket so as not to let it fly off Mm -hmm. and your legs are uncovered and your front is exposed and and I'm like there needs to be something that's a wearable blanket front and back you know the only wearable blanket was those blankets with sleeves and that just leaves you completely naked behind Mm. it just it wasn't the solution. So there okay. was nothing out there. And I'm like, I have something. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you, you immediately went into, in, into creating this product. So how, how, what was the process by which you got to the right prototype that you, that you were happy with in terms of being ready for launch? Um, well, I knew that it was something similar to the robe. It would have to kind of disassemble and then reassemble because mm-hmm. I, the blanket itself is is true and tried. Everyone has blankets in their house and mm-hmm. no one's going to get rid of their blanket. So it needed to function as a true blanket, but then it needed to go that extra step. And the poncho style has been, you know, around for a very long time, just regular ponchos, which is a slit inside of a blanket. Mm-hmm. And I needed to take that and leverage that and bring that into like the soft, comfortable fabric that mm. you, you know, that you have on your couch, that, that throw blanket that you grab. Mm-hmm. And there was nothing really like that. There were those, um, you know, ponchos that feel like a burlap sack. Um, you know, the ponchos that you see around Halloween time. Um, there's the rain ponchos that are like rubbery, but there was nothing that was really something that's an everyday comfort item mm-hmm. that you can really like envelop yourself into. Now, Jessica, this is interesting because you it's, you, it's, you are talking us through this process of what we talk about all the time in marketing, segmentation, targeting, positioning, messaging, all that cool stuff. But you're also talking about differentiation. So you saw that there was nothing out there that had the same kind of product attributes and product the delivery of the value proposition that you had for the Throby. What was your approach to saying that 
you know, once you do this, right? So obviously markets and business don't operate in a vacuum. So, you know, here's Jessica. She's the, she's the chief comfort officer. She's blowing up. Okay, we see these strobies are like flying out the door. Somebody's going to copy this, right? What, what was your approach to like, you know, making sure you were far enough in the game, if you will, to protect against that? Or, or is there something special about what you're doing that is hard to do or, you know, very tricky to replicate? Tell us a little bit about that thought process. That's, that's actually a great question and probably one of the biggest fears of any inventor or entrepreneur or someone that has something new to market. And to be honest, you know, the lawyers are involved, the patent pendings are involved, mm. um, the trade dress and registered trademarks. You, you know, when you're on a shoestring budget, a lot of that is somewhat out of reach. So I actually, for the robe, I wrote my own patent. I, I took oh. time, about a month, and I studied patents, <laughs> and that's what I did. Yeah. And a lot of times, as an entrepreneur, you need to jump all over this stuff and really learn your business, mm-hmm. you know, inside and out, mm-hmm. from manufacturing to speaking directly to China or to wherever your product is made in the USA or whomever, um, to knowing your books. To, to mm-hmm. knowing everything and trying to protect yourself and not only protect your product mm-hmm. um, from, you know, that whole people stealing it or knocking it off, but protect your assets and protect your bank account and, you know, not leap into things spontaneously. So, you know, protecting and mitigating risks and, and having um, confidentiality agreements downloaded from, <laughs> from the Internet and having my mom sign one. <laughs> like, I have a new product, Mom, that I want to tell you about, but you have to sign this legal document. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Um, Let us jump to the phone lines quickly. This is Z from Texas. Z, how's it going? Hi, great uh, idea. My question is, was she afraid or is she having difficulty <clears throat> people selling the same product on Amazon hmm. that does not have a license? Mm. Yeah, that's a great question, and and we are very big on Amazon, and Mm. there's something on Amazon called um, brand registration, Mm -hmm. and that was something that I was on immediately, you know, to make sure that the brand is protected, Mm -hmm. and each time something pops up that looks like it's, uh, you know, my product, Mm -hmm. and I don't know the person selling it, they do get, you know, a pretty strong letter to take it down. They're not an authorized seller, so... Uh, Amazon is certainly working harder than they have been before mm-hmm. to protect people's brand, especially when you have a registered trademark brand name, mm-hmm. um, and to make sure that you know that these things don't happen. Very, very cool. Thanks for the call, Z. We appreciate that. Yeah, I think it's interesting, uh, Jessica, because they're all. I mean, I'm, I'm just so impressed with your ability to kind of like juggle all these things in your mind. There's a million oh, things. You became a guru of patent law and. You know, product design, you know, you've got your wine, your scissors, you're doing your thing. It's, just, it's, it's fantastic. Tell us a little bit about your approach as you built the brand, because my understanding is that uh, Kona Benelli is, has a very strong kind of social impact component to it as well. So, sort of a, so talk a little bit about how that came about as well. Yeah, um, I, that, I, I think it was just, um, you know, once again, timing. And I was building the brand, building the company, and also listening to audiobooks. I start my day with like a two-mile walk with my dog and an audiobook. And, and then after I'm done reading an audiobook, I always try and make it an actionable one. So mm-hmm. I'll listen to, you know, to Malcolm Gladwell and to, to other things. Like um, uh, Blake Mykoski had a book out called 
something that do something that matters. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it was really about social enterprises that now take for, for profit businesses and and they add an extra layer by giving back. And he's got the buy one, give one shoes. And as I was reading this, I'm like, you know, I at, at the same time I was picking up my daughter to go to an animal shelter to donate blankets and supplies. Mm-hmm. And when we were at the animal shelter, I noticed that they had very little blankets there, you know, and I'm like, wow, I'm a blanket company and I'm just got done reading this book, listening uh, to this book. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I could do something. And so it, it really kind of, it was all the right timing and the right circumstance. And at that moment, I just felt so emotionally compelled to try and give back. And it's, it's hard to, to just, you know, sell your house and give it all to the animal shelter. Mm-hmm. So there had to have been mm-hmm. something that would sustain the giving. And that really was my for-profit side of the business. Very, very cool. And do you think that makes a difference for your customers, the fact that there is that piece of the DNA there, Jessica? Oh, my gosh. I, I think that that was such a wonderful component, such a wonderful layer, mm-hmm. because it really differentiates and, and takes the uh, the product itself and really turns it into something where the customer feels like they're not only getting a, a great throwby, they're actually doing something to help make a difference. And I do my best to, to post pictures of the shelter dogs that we've given blankets to. And we've given over 20,000 blankets across the nation to, to dogs in need, to shelter dogs. That, and, you uh-huh. know, I <laughs> I try and make sure that my customers see that. And as a result of your purchases, you know, your comfort that you're feeling from your throby mm-hmm. is also, you know, comforting a shelter dog in, in a different way with a shelter blanket. That's fantastic. Jessica Matchkovich, thank you so much for being with us tonight. Oh, thank you. Excellent. Listeners, you can find Jessica online at conabinelli.com or follow her and the fantastic things they're doing on Twitter at K-O-N-A-B-E-N-E-L-L-I-E. For more insight from Business Radio, please visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu. 